This is Rangers prospect Zach Kent, and you're listening to the Rangers Report Podcast. Sweet. So I will let him in. Do it. Do it. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast brought to you by Waltons. Today, we are joined by Texas Rangers prospect, Blaine Krim. Blaine, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are we all? We're doing good. Hopefully, you had, hopefully you had a good uh, good Christmas, good holidays. I did. It was very nice to get a break and come back home and spend some time with some family. Yeah, I can imagine that it was. So you're, you're on the road. Thanks again for taking the time. So where'd you guys eat lunch? Chipotle. We had uh, uh that's one of our go-tos. Yeah. That's not a bad one to go to at all. All right. Well, let's start today with the uh your time at Hickory. You guys went through a tear while you were there and you were ripping the cover was, off the ball. I was super excited. <laughs> how well did yeah, that, yeah, how well did you feel on like yeah, did did you just see the ball differently while you were while you were there? Yeah, it's it's this year is just one of those things where uh you know, a lot of work and a lot of good things just kind of went my way. Um, just trying to take it day by day and not really worry about stuff I couldn't control. Um, and it ended up just working out. So, so hopefully that's something that we can continue going into this year. Yeah, that stretch that y'all had after the uh, the trades that you made and you called Duran and Smith and Halver. Yeah. Lord, y'all were just y'all were raking. It was like ten runs a game, fifteen runs a game. Yeah. I mean, that had yeah. to have been so much fun. Yeah, that's that's very fun, especially you know being a offensive oriented player. Um, when you add those guys to a lineup, it's just it's super scary to the other team, and <laughs> uh, it really just added it added depth that I didn't even think we could add. Um, but those are some special players that we got. Um, you know, the Rangers have special players in the minor league. So I'm, I'm excited to see, kind of, you know, the direction we're going. Overall, you kind of already elaborated a little bit on it. How did you feel about your 2021 season? Yeah, it was, you know, it didn't really start how I wanted it to. Um, I would say, you know, my focus and my headspace was, more along the lines of kind of being a selfish player and and worrying about results and all that kind of stuff individually rather than um you know kind of having that team mindset and it wasn't that I was you know not trying to win and not trying to help the team it was just 
I was worried about things that I couldn't control and, and it was really, it weighed really heavy on me. And, you know, I had some really good teammates, you know, my family, my wife, they did a very good job of kind of resetting that perspective of why I, you know, why I played a game and the opportunity I was getting to have. So I think once that perspective shifted is kind of when things started going my way. And, you know, like I said, it finished uh, way better than I thought I could. So um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy with how it went. Um, yeah, I think I could have been a little more consistent on the grand scheme of things uh, as a whole season, but with it being my first full season, there were some adjustments that I needed to make and I'm glad I was able to when I did. Yeah, actually, uh, not as not covering, but as a fan, I was at your first game at Frisco where you hit that bomb in the ninth inning. Oh, really? Really? That was that was very special. Uh, my wife actually got to got the ball. She was sitting out there. So oh, cool. Was, oh, nice. That was a really cool experience. Yeah, that was a fun game because you guys took the lead and they came back and then you guys toasted them there in the end. So that was that was a really yeah. fun game. Yeah, for sure. Frisco is a phenomenal place. It is. I love that place. So, okay. Well, speaking of being drafted, where were you on draft day and how did you find out that you had been selected? So I was actually at my house. I was with my parents in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Um, I I didn't really know what the draft process looked like. Uh, You know, I was a senior, so, you know, I didn't really have any leverage. It's not like teams were calling me and saying like, Hey, will you take this much? And I had a, it had any bargaining power whatsoever. So uh, I knew the Rangers were probably the most interested. Um, they kind of saw me my junior year of college and followed me that my whole senior year. But throughout my senior year, I, I had um, teams here and there, you know, letting me know their interests. But the Rangers were always very good about letting me know how they felt about me and kind of where they saw me and what they – they believed I could be as a player. And so when it came to draft day, or I knew I was, I knew I wasn't going the first day. I knew I probably wasn't going the second day. And so the second day we kind of were checking, but you know, nothing happened of course. And then the third day, it was just like pitcher. The Rangers were taking pitcher, 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 pitcher. (laughs) And it, it was, it was a very long nine rounds that I waited the last day for sure. But then at the same time, we were just, we were actually just watching the iPad and I, I kind of got tired of looking at it because I, my name never popped up and I put the iPad down. And I actually started making myself some lunch and I heard my mom in the back of the house just freak out. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, something must've happened. And when I checked the iPad, it was, three or four picks later and I had been picked and that was, you know, it was a really cool moment for me and my parents. Um, and, you know, I just, just gotten engaged. So that was a bittersweet moment knowing that I was going to, you know, be halfway across the country, but you know, that was, that was a surreal experience and something I'll never forget. Yes, sir. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting story there. Uh, so let's talk, about uh, the off season now, we as fans we 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 kind of get tired of spring training. We think it goes on way too long. But looking at it from y'all's perspective as minor league players, y'all didn't play in 2020. So yeah, you know the yeah. way I look at it, the spring training was spring training was 
a perfect for you guys this year to get your get dip your toes back in the water. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there were guys that, you know, hadn't had at bats or thrown in a game since, you know, some 2018 because of injuries and stuff like that. Right. So that that's what's crazy to me is that there had been guys that, you know, hadn't played for that long. Um, I kind of stayed in the game, I guess, throughout, you know, in COVID as much as I could. You know, I was working with um, a travel ball organization. I even picked up in, like, little high school games if, if they needed me, if they needed a player, uh, college games here and there. So, like, just being around the game was good, but it also made you realize what you were missing. Um, so that was kind of – that was a very tough – very tough period for a lot of guys, a lot of my buddies, a lot of my teammates. And, you know, so a lot of guys were itching to get back in there in 2021. And that was, it, it was good to get back on the field. It, it, it made you realize what you were possibly taking for granted before that. And so it definitely, you know, opened my eyes a little bit, how much I value playing the game. Yeah, I bet I bet that was nice to finally get back out there again. But all right, so you've been in pro ball for a while now, and uh, I'm sure you always have people in your ear saying this and saying that. But in your opinion, what's the best advice you've gotten so far since becoming a professional ball player? I think it's that you're like, I would say it's probably that you're a, a, like just a teammate and a, a friend and, you know, quote unquote brother first and not really like a player because you get so wrapped up in, you know, being a player and being a quote-unquote employee of the Rangers. And when you do that, you can put all this pressure on yourself and it, it, it takes away the fact that we're playing a kid's game. But if you just – when I've been able to take that mindset of going out there and playing a kid's game and actually enjoying it rather than treating it as a, as a job is – it makes it way more fun. And when I'm having fun, I tend to play a lot better. And so it's kind of like what I was saying earlier, like control what I can control and not really worry about the results. Um, Cause baseball is, of course I'm biased, but I think it's, you know, the hardest game in the world, but so you can, you know, you're, it's an, and it's a game of failure where you can be a really good player and fail 70% of the time. And so it, it, it's, it's been really hard dealing with that failure, but, when you can take that mindset of of having fun as much as you can and, you know, just controlling what you can control and not worry about the outcome. I think that's, you know, really changed my style of play and performance. All right. Well, growing up, what team did you root for and what players did you look up to? So being from Alabama, of course, we didn't have a team. Um, my parents, I guess, were Braves fans. My, I know my mom was a big Braves fan for a while there. So, of course, I like the Braves. I like Chipper Jones. But I think when I got to realize for myself what baseball was and how much it meant to me, I was a huge Big Poppy fan. So, you know, I've always been that guy that likes the hitters, the power hitters, blah, blah, blah. But so I guess I, I would say the Red Sox. Um I liked Pedroia. I loved how he was like a scrappy player that, you know, doesn't pop out on a, on a, um, like height wise and strength, strength wise and speed wise, all that kind of stuff. So I just liked how the, the, the Red Sox play, but, um, 
you know, the Rangers, I have really close family friends that have always been Rangers fans. So I actually grew up going to some Rangers games with them. So the Rangers have always been a team I rooted for. So that was, that was pretty cool to get picked by them. That's great. Um, all right. Well, you, well, 2021 is behind you now and we're moving into 2022. You're what, six yeah. or seven weeks away from spring training. Do you set goals yeah. for yourself? And if you do, what are your goals for the 2022 season? Yeah. So last year I, I did set goals. Um, you know, like I, I've never considered myself a, a home run guy to be my power. Like I, I consider myself a quote unquote power hitter, but I know I'm not a guy who can just put it out of the yard whenever I want. And I actually was up until this year was kind of like a low strikeout guy, you know, high barrel percentage guy. So this year, my goal is to kind of hit, I I wanted to hit like 40 doubles and I wanted to hit 15 homers and I wanted to hit 275. Um, So, you know, I got the average goal. Of course, I didn't get the doubles goal. (laughs) Got way more homers than I thought I was going to (laughs) hit. Um, which was fine by me. And so this year, I guess, um, my goal in Puerto Rico this off season was, to I wanted to hit the, I wanted to have the 300, 400, 500, you know, slash line. Um, cause I, I don't care how I get the slugging of 500. I just want the 500 slugging, you know, I want to get on base more, which means I got to walk more, strike out less. And then the 300 is just kind of like an added bonus on top if you can get it. Hitting 300 nowadays is, is pretty difficult with all these arms that are yeah. in, that are in the system. Um, but yeah, I would probably say that. I mean, I, I, you know, if I go to you know, hopefully AAA's in the picture at some point this year, and they they use big league balls. I've never actually hit a big league baseball, so maybe lower the strikeouts. But when it comes to and I want to. I, I want to get a hundred ribbies. That that as a a goal that I can put a number to. That's probably what would be my number one goal. Would be a hundred RBIs. Yeah, looking at your your numbers overall in the uh, in the minors last year, you definitely hit the homers. Twenty nine homers, eighty one or eighty RBIs. Uh, hit two ninety six, three fifty three fifty eight, five forty eight flash line slash line. And then, yeah, you kind of uh, you blew your goals out of the water in the Puerto Rican. Yeah. 400, yeah. 400, 451, 578. Um, that's ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's been crazy. And I, I actually go back out there in a couple of days. So um, we have we have the playoffs. Thankfully, I got to go home for Christmas. Yeah, I, I did miss a few games and I'll probably miss a few games in my quarantine when I go back out there. But. Um, hopefully, hopefully I can continue that, uh, progression that's been going on out there. All right. So let's, let's kind of transition to the, to big league club and what went through your mind on right before the lockout happened and the Rangers, they kind of, they added a few players, uh, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray, and also Cole Calhoun. So kind of what went through your mind when they spent over what, $500 million. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, as a minor league guy, of course it. You know, you can look at it as, oh, they're adding, you know, guys that I have to beat out. Thankfully, they're not, quote-unquote, in my position. Um, but being an offensive guy, being a hitter, and knowing that there's, you know, more spots to, that the Rangers need to fill offensively, that is very exciting to have those guys to kind of 
uh, hold down the lineup and, you know, build a line lineup around. Um, and it shows that the Rangers are just willing to do whatever it takes to win. And, you know, they kind of put the money where their mouths are. And that's really cool to see. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully I get to play with those guys one day. I mean, that's a, it's a really good motivation to have is to play with, you know, those guys that we added. And then on top of, you know, the guys that are right there, um, it, it's exciting to, to kind of see where the Rangers can be in a few years. But I definitely would like to be in the lineup with those guys and kind of, kind of pick brain and hopefully, you know, hopefully be around them in the lineup where I get the pitches to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Lineup protection. That's what that's called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, did you play any other sports in high school or were you strictly baseball? I played football one year and I got thrown around like a rag doll. So I was <laughs> up to me. Um, I was a, like a practice practice squad offensive and defensive lineman that just got bullied by some of the guys that we had going to SEC. So I, that was enough for me. I mean, of course, at that time in early high school, I thought I was, you know, going to be more highly recruited than I actually was. And I thought I was going to be a little bit better coming out of high school than I was. So I thought that, you know, the way that I felt after football practice and stuff like that, I, I thought that that could, you know, hurt my baseball recruiting process, which in reality, I was probably the only one that hurt myself anyway, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, let's transition. Uh, got a little humor going. So let's just, let's just pile on the humor part here. What's the funniest okay. thing another player has said to you on the field of play? The funniest thing anyone's ever said to me, I would probably so like, um, it's funny. I actually just left him. I stayed with Jack Biggers a few days in Houston. Um, he, you know, me and him have gotten pretty close. Uh, he's one of my really good buddies. He's a, he's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal teammate, but he's also one of the funniest guys I know. And <laughs> so I, I got called up and to double a course. I was super excited to play with, with bigs. Um, and I, I get in there, I'm dh in the first day. I'm hitting six hole. I'm like, oh, I'm hitting six hole. Like, I'm going to get some pitches to hit today. Uh, you know, Josh Young was ahead of me. Sam Huff was ahead of me. So I knew I was probably going to get some pitches in the six hole. Well, my first at bat, I'm leading off the second inning. And I'm facing a lefty. He's like 89, 91, so nothing really overpowering. And he struck me out in three pitches without throwing me a fastball. And I get back in the dugout and, you know, it was kind of that, hey, welcome to double-A kid. Like, everybody was in there just giving me a bunch of crap, like mid-game. You know, I'm kind of embarrassed, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I was coming off a really good month in, in high A. And, you know, I come out and I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't really have anything special. I'm not worried about really what he's going to throw. And he just made me look stupid. <laughs> and he did it really easily. And I was like, well, this is a big wake-up call for me. But I walked past Biggs, and he was like, well, you're going to have to do a little bit better than that if you're going to want to stay in the lineup. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, just kind of having good friends like that that are real with you. And, you know, like I said, keeping the game fun, like that was good for me because that made me forget about how bad I actually just did on the field. And it actually, like, like you said, it ended up working out for me that night. And 
I, I'll, I'll definitely always remember that comment that he made to me for the rest of my career. Yeah, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I once struck out looking in slow pitch softball. <laughs> that so, makes you feel a little better. Lisa, that should make you feel a little bit better. I struck out yeah. in slow pitch softball. And actually, I had a buddy in the dugout tell me I was going to hell because I did. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. So we always finish it with the hardest question of all. Now you, you've played in Texas, you've been to Texas. So this is, this is our most difficult question. Every, every interview, what is your go-to at Whataburger? Go-to at Whataburger. That's funny. Cause I actually had it last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of weird though, because I just had the chicken tenders and I've had that kind of the past three times I've went and it's been phenomenal, which I know that's not what everybody usually gets, but I had the chicken tenders with the buffalo sauce and the gravy last night. Mm. And then of mm. course you get the biggest sweet tea you possibly can. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if I'm feeling frisky, I'll add a honey butter chicken biscuit on the side. <laughs> yeah. And a little appetizer. Um, so that, yeah, I guess that would be my go-to order. I'm one of those guys where I have my, the ones I like most, but I'm a guy that I feel like I could go into Whataburger, close my eyes, throw a dart at the yeah. menu and say, give me yeah. one of those. Just give me that. Exactly. Whatever, wherever that dart yeah. hits. I'm not, I'm not too picky. I can, I can let someone order for me and I'd probably be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Blaine, that was all we had for you today. Thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. I had a, I had a blast. Yeah. We plan on being at spring training, so we should see you there. Yeah, of course. I look forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.